Welcome to your journey to greatness through routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes and I'm author of the book and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. Welcome back as we continue our list in the series on moving past regrets, which can be, you know, pretty hard to do sometimes. And we've covered a lot of groundwork. We're working through a list right now of things that you can do to move past them. There really is a lot of steps to doing this. Uh, It's not something that you can just decide to do in one day and have it happen. Obviously, it's a journey, and I'd mentioned before that I do have a whole chapter on not only forgiving others, but another chapter in my book on forgiving yourself, and that's really what this is all about is forgiving yourself. So we covered first uh, accepting uh, humans are fallible creatures, so we talked about you know how what it is. It's we're human. I mean, others are human. We need to realize that, and then how we're benefiting from self-hatred. We need to realize that you know self-hatred is not really going to get anything done, or is it going to benefit us in any way? physically, socially, mentally, relationally. And now we are on number three, which is to catch the negative self-talk in action. So we're going back to self-awareness. And I have enforced and reinforced self-awareness again and again in all of my podcasts. I don't think I could ever enforce it too much. Uh, It's a huge part of emotional intelligence. And it's truly the only way that you're going to get past self-regret, um, you know, beating yourself up, thinking the worst of yourself. You've got to become very cognizant of it. You've got to make a habit of paying attention to the words you're speaking, not only to, to or about yourself, but within yourself, okay? And, you know, listen how you speak to others about yourself. Listen carefully of what inner dialogue you're having inside. I love the quote from the best-selling book in the universe. It says, take every thought captive. And you know what? It's so true. We do. We have to take every thought captive and we have to become uh, just extremely keenly aware of how we're communicating about ourselves. So it, it can seem so automatic. And, you know, most people really, are not, unless you're taught this, you don't really realize it because human nature is just to just go with the flow and whatever pops in your head, pops in your head, you know. Uh, but slow down and really begin to hear your inner monologue. Don't accept any statements as fact. Just the same as if someone said them to you and you assess them, whether they align with who you are, who you believe you are, and what your core values are, you need to assess them with yourself as well. Deliberately challenge them and change them into positive statements, to positive inner dialogue. This is why affirmations and and vision is so critical. And I'm not just talking about, you know, just saying it with your mouth without any emotion involved. Because that's a that's waste. That's just a pointless. That's not going to accomplish anything. And you know, people that you know say that affirmations don't work, it's typically because they have not engaged their emotions with it. Um, scientifically um, and spiritually, um, I have I've read again and again in all studies, and I've listened to, and I've uh, been taught that if you do not get your mind, your will, and your emotions involved in those affirmations and in the the self confessions in such a way that it's powerful to you and affects you, then things won't change. Now, that's true both to the positive and the negative. So just the same as we can have an inner dialogue that's tearing us apart inside because of the emotional attachment that we have to it, okay? We're affecting serious changes to our physiology, 
to our uh, to our mindsets, to our beliefs. We can do the same on the positive end. So if you get your emotions involved and you really stand for and believe, even if you want to get angry, you know, a righteous anger, okay, against what's been eating you up on the inside and take a stand for who you believe you are. You know, say things like, I am, you know, I am not an idiot. I am powerful. I am, I am able to overcome this. I have what it takes. I am enough. I can do this. You know, and every time you have bad thoughts, stifle them out, suffocate them with positive thoughts in reverse. All right. So you've got to change it because if you don't start shifting all of your feelings, your attitudes, your emotions, and your words and your inner dialogue to the positive, all you're going to do is reinforce those negative ones. And they're just going to get stronger and stronger and bolder and bolder. And it's going to just overtake you and suck you down into this hole of depression. So we can't allow that. We have to take a stand for it. And no one can do it for us. Nobody. I mean, there are some amazing counselors and psychotherapists and all that out there. But if you don't start exchanging the, the positive, or the, rather the negative for the positive, you will not see results. Okay? It, it, because the more you hash over the issue and rehearse it, and, and whether you're doing it by yourself or in front of a counselor or whatever, it's just going to reinforce that. Okay? So you've got to move forward. And I know it's hard. I'm not saying it's as easy as can be. In fact, for some, it's very, very, very difficult. Um, and at first, if you feel like a complete doofus because you don't believe anything you're saying. But that's only because you have not created the neural networks for it. Every single client I work with, and we talk about vision, I'll ask them in the second or the third week, are you still confessing your vision? How is it feeling to you? Well, in the first week, they're like, well, you know, it's a little awkward yet. It doesn't really feel silly, you know. But then the second week, they say, you know what, it's feeling better. And then by the third week, they're saying, wow, you know what, I'm really starting to feel like this can happen for me. And that's how it works because you're growing these neural networks and you're slowly shifting and changing your inner dialogue and how you feel, rewiring your brain and altering your physiology. So I hope this all makes sense to you. Um, you've, got to, you've got to really make a pact with yourself that you're going to do this. And I hope that you, know, you will make a resolution and put it in writing. Well, we will be on to number four tomorrow. Uh, I want to thank you again for joining. This is Michelle Stuffis, your journey to greatness through routine. Keep reaching higher.